Welcome to the podcast, Dreamy Cappuccino, where stories, musings, and memoirs fill your cup with inspiration. Get your headphones on, find your favorite chair, and close your eyes. It's time to hit the reset button, and for this hot, foamy cloud of caffeine to take you away on a journey into your imagination. It's time to wake up and go to dreamland. Mirat and Chibidot, A Peculiar Friendship, Part 2 Mirat's mom hammered into him that he should stay silent when others were with them. She assumed this strategy would make life less dangerous for her son and he wouldn't become victim of unnecessary threats. In the beginning, Mirat's mom still had tried to be received into other lion clans, but nobody wanted to have her and her son, even though their roar wasn't as powerful as the one the trumpet lions could call their own. Nobody wanted to be ridiculed. Whether it was with a silent lion or one who chirruped didn't really matter. So the mom kept on wandering together with Mirat towards the middle of the world. They hardly spoke with each other, since the mother couldn't understand her son's language. But he could well understand the lion's language, having grown up with it. How often... He had condemned his own tongue, which just didn't allow him to make the sound of a trumpet line, which had a life of its own chirruping in the most peculiar way. It had been a very long time since he last had chirruped. He was too ashamed of it, and it somehow was too dangerous to out himself, to show that he wasn't just dangerous, but something else as well even though he didn't know himself what that was. But he could hunt like all the other lions. He was an excellent hunter, even better than his own mom, and most of the time he would look after their food. When it was night, they would cuddle up close to each other, and that was when he felt closest to his mom when both their hearts were dancing to the same beat, the beat of love, where there were no strengths and no weaknesses, where everything just was the way it was. After a while, his mom grew weaker and weaker, and her state of health deteriorated slowly but surely. The most probable cause of her illness was that she just couldn't cope with the loneliness, being an outcast. Mirat looked lovingly after her until one day she died, and he was all alone. Filled with unbearable pain, he opened his mouth and chirruped morning songs which could be heard for a long way. He didn't care. His grief was too immense to be worried about any embarrassments. All the animals nearby came running, observing this peculiar scene with the lion and his dead mum, chirruping wondrous morning songs. 
The melodies were so heartwarming and wonderful that all the animals forgot that this was a lion who should roar, that this was a lion able to kill and eat any of them. They had to assume that he would be able to, but they forgot all about that. They revolved around the lion and each of them in their own way joined in the lion's melody. The mournful melody of lost love, sounding high up into the skies and deep down to the core of the earth. Only when the lion heard the other voices singing with him did he look up and notice the other animals revolving around him. He realized all the different animals were joining him in his morning melody. The laden ring of loneliness, of being cast out, of being ridiculed, which had blocked his heart, burst and he wept emotionally. Every single animal which attended will never forget the deep sense of belonging between all of them which happened that night, being touched to the core of the soul, being connected with one another, abandoning any sense of the hunter and the hunted, the perpetrator and the victim, only seeing each other with awe and knowing they all are creatures of creation. The animals who had gathered around Mirat joined him for the whole night in the wake, singing along. Many more animals arrived who had followed the beautiful melody and all sung with him through the night. It might well have been 200 animals, all different species as well. At dawn, they helped him bury his mom. Deeply stirred with gratefulness, the lion bowed to each single one of them vowing to never treat any one of them ill. Never, because now they were his soulmates, a kind of family who saw his specialness instead of ridiculing him. And when after a lot of suffering and hardship one finally has been acknowledged for who one is, then a deep band of mutual respect and acceptance has been tied. A band no one ever can destroy, let alone hunger. This event had a deep impact on all the animals who had participated and they all left with a special peacefulness in their hearts. They viewed him as some sort of a healer who could mend hearts. The lion vowed to himself to never stop chirruping again, no matter how ridiculous it might seem to others and when someone who came to seek his help, for example a couple arguing, he would cheer up for them, asking them to join in the melody. Another rule he had established for himself, that he would never eat the ones who had come to him to find peace, who had sung with him. Chibidat, meanwhile, had made it to the faraway country in which the lions reside, the trumpet lions. And as usual, he was just about to play another of his practical jokes. He sat down right in between the ears of a trumpet lion 
tickling him and trumpeting at the same time as loud as he possibly could, to the dismay of the poor lion. What Chibidat had not counted on was the rage of the lion and the swiftness with which the lion struck Chibidat down from his head. Chibidat found himself in the stranglehold in between the lion's paws. Chibidat thought to himself, maybe that was a bit too cheeky after all. Maybe I should have left out the lion. But now it was probably a bit too late. The lion roared, Who do you think you are? Then he paused and asked, How can you roar just like me? You are a bird for Christ's sake. If you wouldn't roar like me, then I would consume you with one single bite. But this is peculiar. A roaring bird. A trumpet bird. And all of a sudden, he had to think of Mirat and his mom. Secretly, he wiped a tear from his cheek, being the secret father of Mirat. He never told anyone, because he feared to be exiled, and Mirat's mom had never betrayed him, claiming that the father came from another clan of simple lions, not trumpet lions. She had been his one and only love, but he had been too afraid and didn't stand by her and his son. Often, he had asked himself, what had become of both, and often he cursed himself for having been such a coward. Now he was old and it was too late. Chibidat reminded him of the whole story and he loosened his grip, starting to tell him his story after having asked his name. Chibidat, I have to tell you something, and I have to ask you a favor. I have a son who chirrups like a bird and... Now, it was Chibidat's turn to be astonished. Firstly, he hadn't known that he exactly sounded like a trumpet line. Yes, like a line, but not like a trumpet line. And secondly, he hadn't known that there was somebody like him making a sound which didn't belong to his species. Even more so, a lion who chirruped. Like him, really, only the other way around. That couldn't be chance. That was fate. Definitely fate. The lion asked Chibidat to go and look for Mirat, since he wanted to see his son for the last time before he died. Chibidat, who usually was mainly concerned with having a good time, was deeply touched for the first time in his life, as if a long-lost knowledge had stirred his soul. He simply knew he had to find Mirat, and he had to bring him to his father. To be continued.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Dreamy Cappuccino. All stories are written and narrated by Anya Kirsten, with music composed by Chelsea Edwardson. To learn more about their work and creative opportunities, check out the info on the podcast channel and be sure to subscribe. Lastly, don't hesitate if you have a moment to drop a line and share your experience. See you soon when it's time for another dreamy cappuccino.